Hello, Marketeers. Welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast, exploring AEC marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Keelan Cox, and I'll be exploring marketing trends and answering your most pressing questions to help you thrive as an AEC Marketeer. All right, Marketeers, thank you for joining us. Today I have on Brian McCartney. He's a managing partner and the chief idea guy at ArcMark Architect Branding and Marketing in Estero, Florida. Welcome, Brian. Hi, Keelan. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah. Before we dig into why I have you on, which is to talk about how to create SEO value, I'm curious how you got started in this industry. What's your story? So long story, when I was growing up, actually, I had family members who worked in the industry, construction primarily. But growing up, I studied graphic design. My program focused on the Bauhaus method. And when I started my career, I went to Chicago, a great architecture city, as you know. And I've always considered myself what I refer to as an archie geek. My wife and I both shared that enjoyment of architecture. And we lived in Europe for 12 years. And a lot of our trips actually were designed around visiting architecture. But how I got started working with architects, we met an architect about five years ago who came to us with a branding website. How do I get found? How do I grow my business? You know, the, the typical problems. And we developed a relationship with him, really found that we had a lot of synergies in how we work and how our process or our method. And that perked our interest. Up until then, we had been working with a variety of different small businesses. And I also had a business coach at the time, and he had been encouraging us to really focus on a specific niche or industry or you know, style or something, right? You know, try to get it narrow, you know? And so when we met this architect, we started working with him. We just found that there was a a lot of things that not only meshed in terms of our style, but also we saw a real opportunity to help him. And so we got to know the industry a little bit. That led to us partnering with the AIA in, in the state of Florida. And so five years later, we're really focused on helping architecture firms primarily. Excellent. So I am going to admit that I know very little about SEO. I know like (laughs) the basics. So I think the best place for us to start out here is to just assume that all of our listeners also don't know what SEO is and how complex it is. So Could you start off going into what is SEO and then how SEO can help firms be seen as a go-to option? Yeah. So uh, you you are not alone. Most (laughs) people, I I, I don't even, I, I wonder sometimes if SEO people know what SEO is sometimes, but anyway, SEO is complex. It's stands for search engine optimization. So this is the process of optimizing your website, your online presence, so that you appear in search results. So if we think about the process of how clients find you, right? Now, some clients are going to get referred to you. They're probably going to go to Google 
and type in your firm name or your name. If you have a common name, it might not be easy to find you, but let's just imagine that, you know, hey, they find you, they're, they're gonna find you in Google, and then what they see in that search result, what it says about you in that little title, that, that contributes to SEO because it, it might influence whether or not they click through and go to your website. But in general, what we're trying to do is SEO, we're trying to get to those people who don't already know about us. So when somebody's looking for a service or product, they are typically going online these days. I don't know what the exact numbers are, but there's a high percentage of people who are using Google and other search engines to find products and services. And so when they do those searches, what we have found is that if we can fine tune the website to really have the right information and to be set up correctly, you're going to get found for the searches that are relevant to your firm. And that's going to increase traffic to your website and also, hopefully, usually, inquiries and opportunities as well. Does that help? Yeah. So when you're designing a website or when you're designing, I guess, digital content to improve SEO, what are the factors that sort of boost you up? Yeah in yeah, the so list. So there's a lot of factors and I like to look at it this way. There are three layers. Okay. So the first layer is how your website is set up from the start, right? So each page on your website has code and in that code you can include information in, such as what are called meta titles, meta descriptions, and these items help a search engine understand what your site is about, right? And the more the search engine can understand what your site is about, the easier it is to categorize it. Now, what we ideally want is we want to be seen as a valued resource. So our website, if we can fine tune the content, what we're writing about on the website and create new pages that answer specific questions that our future clients might have, the search engine is gonna understand that we have uh, specialization or expertise in certain areas, and then it's gonna match us up with those searches. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. So when I say there's three layers, right? There's that first layer, which is that technical stuff that's behind the scene. Mm -hmm. Then there's the content that's actually on the page. So you might have your about page, your home page, your team page, your right. process page. But then you may have other pages, which is what we recommend, that are articles, blog articles, tip, which are on specific topics that relate to your expertise, experience, and talent. And that's where you're answering the real questions, right? Most firms use their blog as a news page. We won an award. We hired a new staff person. We just completed a new project. That stuff is great. It's relevant but it's not necessarily relevant to people who are looking to evaluate your firm. I mean, it does give some credibility. Yes, you did this work, that's great. If it's high value, high recognition work, that's gonna be really helpful. But what we really wanna do with our blog is we wanna create content that's really gonna answer the questions that are relevant to those ideal future clients. So that's the second layer. The third layer is what we call backlinks. 
So these are links that are on other sites that point to your site. So let's say, for example, you belong to an association and not an association for your industry, but maybe an association that is focused on an industry that you want to work with. Mm -hmm. You could write a blog article and maybe have that association publish it on their blog and have it linked back to you. And that would give you high authority with the search engine. It would say, oh, you're talking to this audience. They're linking back to you. That's also a good sign that you're, let's say, an expert or that you have specialization. Is that Perfect. That, does that help? Yeah. Okay. So you're basically trying to help the SEO. I don't know if that's how you refer to it. but the search like, engine. Right figure out who you are so that they can then yeah okay perfect yeah. got and it i like to think of the search engine as the matchmaker right <laughs> you know perfect okay that makes yeah. sense yeah so i know you've evaluated a lot of different websites as mm -hmm. you know part of your job what have you learned from your evaluation of firm websites yeah so we did a study when we started working with firms we wanted to really understand what was going on what were the opportunities for us as marketers and website designers you know how could we help impact the industry so we did a study over probably about a year and a half we looked at over 550 different firm websites and we evaluated each of those websites using readily available tools there are these tools called website graders which will evaluate your website tell you how well it's doing or not there were four key factors that we looked at initially one was whether or not the site was secure one was whether or not it was optimized for uh, mobile experience one was page speed the fourth was whether or not the site was optimized for seo and the really bad news we found was that 90% of the websites that we looked at were not properly optimized for SEO, for getting found online. So that was a huge revelation for us. And that gave us a lot of insight to, you know, okay, there's this huge opportunity in the industry to help these firms improve their SEO and help them get found. Perfect, okay. So then when you're looking at creating a strategy online, how do you create an effective strategy? Well, I think any marketer will tell you this. It's really important to know who you want to talk to. Right. You, know, you need to identify your ideal. We like to call them ideal future clients, right? We help our clients do that by asking them to reflect on the client experiences that they've had in the past. Who are those clients that if they could just clone that client and work with them over and over and over, who is that, right? And then we develop a persona. So once we have that persona in mind, we then kind of chart the client journey. What are the problems, pain points, the concerns, the hopes, the struggles, the risks? What are those along their client journey? And so we're looking for, you know, how do we create messages that are going to help them understand that the firm we're working with going to help their ideal future clients understand that number one, they understand those problems, that they have the experience, expertise, and talent to solve those problems. 
and then provide evidence of their abilities or, or what they've done in the past to solve these problems. So really it's about identifying that ideal client, about creating messaging on the website and in other, you know, obviously messaging can be used anywhere, but creating a clear message that is going to speak to that ideal future client and show them that, hey, this is the firm that can help me. Now, when we're working online, we're also looking at, okay, so how can we use that information to also help the search engine see us as that expert, right? So it, like I said, it's multi-layered, but when it's clear who we're talking to and the issues that we're trying to solve for them, it's much easier to create a strategy that's going to help us to get matched with them by the search engine. Does that make sense? Yep, perfect. So if you're looking to generate and create content, yeah, what is the best way to do that? Or are there any tools that you use? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So for us, we have a process, we call it the expertise engine. So all of the architects that we have met and we've met engineers and construction firm owners as well. All of the people in the AC industry, we feel they have great knowledge. They've been doing this long enough. You know, if you've been in business for a long time, you have developed some clear expertise, experience, and talent. So what we look at is how can we harness that? How can we bring that information out of the firm and get it onto the webpage, get it out into the world so that people can recognize that right? right so what we're really going through in our expertise engine process is first it starts with working with the firm to really understand you know we've first figured out who the ideal future client is but then we need to figure out that journey part so what are those key pain points number one what are the things that the client might think of or find as a, a difficulty on a project, that's one category that we look at, like things that they might want to avoid in the execution of their project. That's what we call pain points. Uh, a second category we look at is FAQ questions. So these are usually the questions that clients might ask at the beginning of a project or at the early stages of a project. So the third one is what we call insider insights. Insider insights focuses on, you know, there may be things that clients may find frustrating or unfair about your industry. And if you can, as a firm or as an architect or a firm owner, if you can bring light to those kind of issues, clients will see you as an advocate for them. So when we're talking about developing content, we're first looking at what are the, the different types of these three different areas? What are the different questions that we can answer? What are the different things that we can highlight? We then create a content plan. So in reference to those topics, we set out and say, okay, each month, we're gonna talk about a different subject or we're gonna highlight a different, maybe post a new article or create a new video or whatever that content may be. We're gonna create that content on a monthly basis. And it may be one article and maybe two or maybe many more, but we're gonna create a plan so we know, hey, we're gonna talk about this topic for this article. If it's possible to correlate that with a current project, that's all the better because it shows relevance and also gives us another chance to highlight the expertise and talent and make that current. 
But the plan then is once we have this plan created, we then go to the subject matter expert for each particular topic and we interview them. The interviews are anywhere from you know, 30 to 60 minutes on average. They don't take a lot of time, but we get that information. We ask clear questions about that topic. We draw that expertise out. And then we use that interview as the basis for an article. We can grab clips from that interview. Usually we do it through Zoom. So we'll just get them on the camera and we'll interview them. And, you know, we try to get it so it's looking good and we can use that video. Sometimes we can't use the video, so we just have the audio, but we can pair that up in what we call an audiogram. So we'll have an article, we'll have some video or audio content, and then from that, we can create a whole suite of social media posts and schedule those out as well. One of the big mistakes we see firms make is that they'll write an article and they'll post it a few times and then they never post it again. We actually schedule blog posts, especially we'll schedule those out a year in advance, usually nine to up to 15 times over a year's time so that they get more visibility and are seen more often in social media. Okay. This is so fascinating because I've never heard someone tie what I see as basic marketing principles but that are typically applied to like a B2C space over to this space and in the context of websites. So <laughs> it makes a lot more sense in my head. Yeah. My last question for you would be, let's say you're a firm that has different sectors or different areas of expertise. I guess, how would you suggest optimizing your website if your client base looks slightly different depending on the sector that you're in? Is that a totally separate content plan or what does that look like? So in that case, I, I think there's a couple of things to consider. Number one, are you trying to grow each sector simultaneously in the same amount? You know, typically not. Usually you will have a sector that needs additional help or that you're trying to break out in, right? So in that case, what we would recommend is that you maybe in the balance of your content, you're focusing more on that sector that you want to highlight for a period of time to kind of raise the traffic for those kind of visitors, right? If we are on kind of an equal setting, then I would look at it just like you mentioned the B2C. I, I used to work in consumer a lot. I worked at Unilever where we have hundreds of different brands. And so from a strategy, you know, like I would treat it as if you were looking at this like a multi-brand strategy like that. Each sector could be a different, you know, let's say sector or brand, right? And I would be looking at creating a, a strategy for each of those sectors now you're having one website, right? One master website, that's the firm website, but we can create a strategy around each of those sectors in terms of content and apply the same principles. So I guess that's how I would answer that question. First of all, you got to weigh where your priorities are. If you're trying to maybe move into a new sector or if you're trying to shore up a sector that's been lagging, I would give that the focus first. If not, then I would also look at how can we address the needs of each sector 
through a content plan and then you know just making sure that we're overlapping those so that nothing's colliding with each other when we're publishing the content and so forth perfect yep awesome yeah yeah well, thank you so much for joining me. If our listeners want to learn more about you or about ArcMark, where should I direct them? So please visit our website, ArcMark, A-R-C-H-M-A-R-K dot C-O. It's dot co, not dot com. And if you want to connect with me, I love to connect with people on LinkedIn. Just go to LinkedIn. My name is spelled B-R-Y-O-N. Brian McCartney, M-C-C-A-R-T-N-E-Y. Search for me on LinkedIn. And, you know, I would love to, I'd love to know that you heard this broadcast and I would love to connect with you there. Excellent. And I will include the link to your LinkedIn and also to your website in the episode show notes. Thank you. Well, thank you again. Yeah, this has been great. I really appreciate the time. All right, Marketeers, that's a wrap on this week's episode of the AEC Marketeer podcast. I hope you learned something new from Brian. I know I did. As always, if you're enjoying this podcast, I invite you to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. New episodes are released every other Wednesday. Chat soon.